It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. The COB is presented by Rabobank, awarded 2023 SMSF Savings Bank of the Year by Mozo. Well, hello, hello. This is the COB, all the stuff you need to know about the day in business and markets. I'm Daniela Couillet and I am here today with... I'm Tessa Ocilia. It's good to be with Danny for the first time. First time we're doing the COB together. Absolutely. It's very exciting. Lots of change around at the moment. And now let's check in and see how the local market is trading. And Tessa, it looks to me that we have had a little bit of a buy in this uh, last few minutes. And certainly the SIBO 200 currently down 36 Points and I had the ASX 200 down Were you 10 points. expecting it to be down lower given how it was performing the whole day and also given that it's on the back of what is being called Red Tuesday now? Red Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Well, it is that time of the year when you actually do get a lot of weakness. September is the weakest month typically. Um, but I would say this is a pretty reasonable performance given that the, with the lead that we saw coming in from uh, the overseas markets. But of course, today was all about the uh, CPI, wasn't it? And it, it didn't look like that CPI reading was too bad. It didn't. I think a lot of commentary I was seeing is that the markets just shrugged it off because it is the first time that it jumped in four months, I believe. So it's 5.2% at the moment. And a lot of it has to do with energy prices. So do you think that the markets have understood that and basically are not as worried if it were possibly the other prices yeah, it, driving that inflation rate? It's, it's really interesting because we're actually seeing more of a reaction to the CPI reading in the currency. So the Aussie dollar is actually down now to 63 spot 8 US cents, which would suggest the market was expecting the CPI to come in higher than what it did. Mm. But look, we had a, a great conversation with Martin Lacos from Macquarie, just really making the point that, you know, there's lots of components, the services are still sticky, sticky as you said, the likes of those energy prices, fuel prices, rentals, wages growth coming in. So whilst it mightn't switch the dial for the Tuesday when the RBA meets, it's certainly the market is pricing in the potential for another rate rise. And that has shifted out till the early part of 2024. And what about retail sales we're expecting tomorrow? Um, that would you know, tell us about discretionary spending. Absolutely. We have, by the way, the ABS head of retail statistics coming on tomorrow as the data drops. We will get context from him. But do you think, what are the expectations when it comes to that front? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be too upbeat. It was interesting. There's some online retail sales that came out today. And of course, the year-on-year -year comparison has been quite robust. But the month uh, of August was quite weak. So it will be, I think, pretty important for markets 
markets to get a look and see how the consumer is actually performing. And of course, here in Australia, um, uh, people have really been cutting back in terms of those discretionary items because everybody still had that travel bug. That's true. <laughs> a lot of people we know are not around, so yeah. Yes, everybody's away on school <laughs> <Except> holidays. <laughs> but of course, I just wanted to focus on the fact that we are going into the end of September. We've got a quarter end. It has been quite some hefty profit taking in markets, US markets hitting uh, lows that we haven't seen since March, about a 7.5% mm. fall. So just bear in mind, everybody, that uh, it is potentially um, that time when some odd things can happen, mm -hmm. you know, when we have a look. So maybe we'll just check in really briefly with some of the, some of the sectors. Because we saw almost all in the red, except for REITs I'm looking yeah, at. And absolutely. so tech, I think, did quite well. Look at the performance today. Wise Tech Global, I think it was in the news uh, today as well. So it's down by 1.91%. Yep. There we go. Yep. And it looks looks to me like uh, really what we're seeing in the technology sector is a response to what's actually gone on overnight in NASDAQ, just in mm -hmm. terms of those higher bond yields continuing to impact there. Healthcare, however, sh bit of a, a shining light in some respects. Uh, we're going to be talking about ResMed in a second, yeah. but you know, this Tessa, this has been such a controversial stock stock because of these weight loss drugs. But for sure, I'm sure there's a lot of relieved investors that will be happy to see that. Do you think 5%. it's still defensive, healthcare? I still think it's defensive. I right. just think that uh, there have been some uh, major dislocations as a result of the pandemic. Mm. Let's have a look at the second page of the healthcare stocks really quickly. So uh, interesting to see Helios, Telix. we have been reporting about Prometicus. Absolutely. A few up broker upgrades coming through and Ramsey, probably some bottom fishing going on in that one. Really quickly, let's just have a quick look at the energy sector and Woodside under pressure but Ampol, Viva, they had the big placement last week. Some buying coming in there as well as Beach Energy. And uh, let's just have a look now in terms of some of the stories of the day. And I think uh, Star Entertainment has been yeah. in the news again, hasn't it, Tessa? Yeah, because they had a capital raising, isn't it, that they had today, 565 million. I think the big news from today is the fact that one of the top investors, Bruce, Bruce Matheson, said, well, no, thank you. I'm not going to be part of that. <laughs> and I think that really hit the stock today. It's been at the top of the losers um, all day, actually. Uh, we can have a look at if it still is. So there it is. Star Entertainment and Paladin um, Energy. I think it's because Jefferies had raised the price target by 40% to $1.40. So I think that might have impacted the yeah, price today. A lot of interest in yeah. the uranium stocks, and uh, Paladin is one of the preferred ones there. And Coronado, of course, from that. Um, Coronado Global had that offer from the takeover. The majority stakeholder now is a Czech billionaire. Absolutely. His, uh, his last Sev, name. Sev Pavel a. is the first name, <laughs> I remember. Right. And uh, yes, and then Endeavor. 
Yes, um, Bruce Matheson is is back on this one. Basically, it looks like uh, there has been a move um, by shareholders to vote against the election of former Maya chairman Bill Wavish as an independent non-executive director. And uh, another media outlet has revealed that Wavish, Wavish was attempting a boardroom run at Endeavour. And uh, basically, that is with the support of the biggest shareholder, Bruce Matheson. He's been busy today. He has been a very, very busy boy. Now, really quickly, let's just move on to companies that went ex-dividend. Woolies, Coles, Meyer, ASX and Minrares all went ex. Interesting to see. ASX have held that. Now, stock of the day was Endeavour Group. So let's check in and see what our guests had to say. Certainly, you know, if, if things don't turn around in terms of performance, uh, and we've seen with Star Entertainment what happens when you have regulatory uncertainty, earnings mm. uncertainty, and too much debt. I'm not saying it's going to head down the same path as that in, in any way, but, um, you know, these types of things that tend to be a bit of an overhang on the stock. So we're watching it closely. We, we're, we're more of a hold at the moment. We do own the stock, um, and we think, you know, we'll probably like to see a bit of that uncertainty resolved before upgrading it to more of a buy. I wouldn't be looking to buy right now, but if you're already in, I'd hold. I think with China looking like they're going to ease um, ease uh, the, the tariffs trading, on the yep. wine trade, that might give it a little bit of a kick. Um, but I don't think it's enough to make it a buy. So I guess they're on the call today. Pretty lukewarm there on Endeavour Group. A yeah. bit of a bit of a hold situation, uh, which you know it's interesting. It hasn't been one of the best performers, but it hasn't been. Okay, now it's time for our guest uh, of the day on the COB. Absolutely, and uh, Will Symes from Macro Capital. Thanks Welcome. For us. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. <laughs> so we're going to do a buy, hold, sell. I love this. Right. <laughs> so let's let's start with the uh, the happy hold. Old, shall we? I mean, the happy buy. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, Karun Energy, uh, obviously playing the uh, elevated oil price thematic at the moment. So, they're both an exploration and a production company. They've got assets in both Brazil and Australia. Done really well of late. Uh, their recent report was really strong, uh, showed revenues rising by 47% uh, and then pad up by about 70%, driven largely by a lift in production. Uh, and so they're certainly anticipated to benefit out of firmer oil pricing into the latter half of 2023 um, with those extended production cuts out of Russia and Saudi Arabia. Uh, and so JP Morgan at the moment is forecasting oil to hit about $120 a barrel. So still a fair bit of upside there if uh, JP's got it right. Um, and so the other thing that we quite like about this oil name in particular is that its PE ratio is quite a bit lower than other names in the space. So mm. it comes in at 5.68, which is a lot lower than other names in the area. Uh, and so on the back of their, their recent results, uh, optimism moving forward is really strong for them. So expected to grow the revenues by I think it's 32% uh, into next year uh, and further increasing their earnings per share um, and expected to grow quite a bit faster than the wider industry. So strong name, uh, benefits out of the elevated oil thematic uh, and realistically there probably aren't a, a, huge names on, a huge amount of names on the market that we'd be looking to accumulate uh, these uh, levels. So I think Karun Energy relative to some of the other oil names offers more upside. Mm, okay, so that is the buy of the day, Karun Energy. And what about Correct. the hold? Because I was reading that a number of 
um, brokers, your, your choice is ResMed, that yep. is, a number of brokers say this should be a buy as it is, mm. you know, on a discount at the moment because of the decline that we've seen. But you're saying, so it's a hold, so tell well, us It's definitely why. a hold in that I certainly wouldn't be looking to sell it. Realistically, I probably would be looking to buy it, but it's not buy, buy, sell. So, <laughs> um, look, the, the recent report... <laughs> I like that, buy, buy, sell. <laughs> Um, <laughs> look, whilst the, the rise of the, the GLP-1 drug certainly will have an impact in the long run, I think that the market's really got ahead of itself uh, in terms of selling it off so aggressively. Um, so in term, if you look at the cost of the GLP-1 drug relative to the cost of uh, ResMed CPAP machines, over a 40-year basis for an individual person, the weight loss drugs end up being about 35 times more expensive. So I think that really precludes a lot of people from even getting access to the drug, quite aside from the fact that it's not readily available for weight loss yet anyway. Um, and so the commercial rollout of uh, the drug for uh, weight loss uses, I think, is still a fair way away. Uh, and even once it does get rolled out, uh, sleep apnea is anticipated to still be growing by about 6% mm. uh, per annum. Uh, in the lead up to this drug even becoming readily available. Um, on top of that, if you look at some of the estimates for how these drugs are anticipated to impact uh, ResMed's um, volumes, between now and 2030, so seven years, it's expected to have about a 14% volume headwind, mm. which whilst it's still an impact, I don't think it explains a 32% move to the downside. No. Um, so, look, really strong company. It's been a strong performer for a number of years now. Definitely wouldn't be looking to sell it uh, and realistically probably be looking to accumulate it at these levels. And quite a hefty margin. It's yeah. operating on a hefty margin. Yeah, it is. And those are expected to increase at. further next year on the back of um, supply uh, disruptions abating. Okay. Okay, now, uh, hmm. last but not least, this is so controversial. Yes, because absolutely, to the, say the least. It, it, we, we had a guest in yesterday, and they hmm. actually, um, Shaw and Partners are saying buy, whereas wow. I did point out it's still being called the lying kangaroos, not the flying kangaroos, so they've got some work to do. You've got to sell on Qantas. Look, I do. Uh, they're obviously Australia's flagship um, uh, airline uh, company, uh, and so... They've really gone out and broken the public trust. There's five or six major issues that they're dealing with at the moment. They're facing potential fines of up to 250 million um, for selling tickets on thousands of cancelled flights. Um, the High Court found that they'd illegally sacked workers, up to 200 mil fines there. Uh, they're having to invest a lot mm. in abating customer concerns, so up to 80 mil there in different initiatives to try and regain public trust and rebuild their reputation. Um, They've been hit by another 200 mil expected in rising fuel costs. Uh, and the issue there is that they can't even pass those costs through to customers because they're trying to rebuild their reputation. So there's a huge amount of issues that they're dealing at the moment. On top of that, Alan Joyce didn't show up for the Senate inquiry today. Again, he I mean- didn't show up. Well, he's overseas at the moment. So, of course he is, how silly um, <laughs> Doesn't look good for them there. Um, it's almost a bit reminiscent of the AMP story when they mm. were hit with a huge amount of regulatory scrutiny and been on a downward spiral ever since, to be mm -hmm. honest. Um, so they're in an oligop oligopoly position. They've breached the public trust. The ACCC has already moved mm -hmm. to uh, restrict their relationship with Eastern China Airlines. It's likely that you see other um, implications coming in. So I'd like to see the dust settle before That's looking at That's another headwind, isn't it, when mm. they opened it up for, to competition? I think yeah. that was their downfall. That's part of, yeah. part of the reason why it's yeah. just very complacent. So when it opens to competition, then yeah. it's another thing that they have to overcome. Absolutely. Mm. So I think the Senate inquiry today is largely reviewing um, 
the fact that the government did uh, concede to uh, Qantas's request to mm. ban some of mm. the Qatar flights. Uh, and so the HLC has now moved to reduce the relationship with Eastern China Airlines and likely to see those headwinds playing out. Such a tough one. Airlines are really difficult because a lot of airlines are actually subsidised by their governments. Mm. And this is what people forget. It's a very capital intensive business. Like they've got huge, uh, they have to, uh, their fleet, they have to Mm. invest. I mean, it's 800 billion or something coming up. It's absolutely massive. So it's interesting because we need a great national carrier. It's just such a shame mm. that the brand, the quality, everything Absolutely. has been so denigrated. I still denigrated. have to get my head around air price, airline prices mm. considering how far Australia is. I've just recently moved, so this is all new to me. <laughs> yes. Not only do you have to sit on my a plane for 24 hours, you can't uh, afford to leave. Oh, That's gosh. why we keep coming from, Yeah, coming from Belgium, 100 <laughs> kilometres in any direction, you're in another country, so it's mm. completely different. Anyway, yeah. thank Will, you so much. Appreciate it. <laughs> no, thank Cheers. you. That was Will Symes from Macro Capital. Okay, now let's check in with some of the leaders today and the laggards. And, uh, well, look, there Resmed we go. There. Resmed up uh, number one, up three and a half percent. Oh, there's Astray. Astray one in the second. So the leader is Resmed, yeah, up three and a half. Yeah, and it was up further. It was up about five percent at one stage. And uh, that's interesting. Uh, Neuron Pharmaceuticals, it says it's down 1.79%. So I'm not sure if that's actually meant to be in that one. Well, Tabcorp, though, I think, yeah, so Tabcorp there. Up one point seventy nine percent. Same just, with I'm just, I'm just wondering if we have the correct details up on the board. But um, are you checking? Yeah, the Tabcor, leaders at I the actually moment? have up three percent. Oh, yes. Well, let's just anyway keep on scrolling through that. So it looks like because I think one of the one of the biggest movers you were talking about um, earlier would have been Endeavor, I believe, was also was also up there. Um, and one of the biggest losers was Star Entertainment. We'll, so we'll have, we'll, to, we'll have we'll, to get back to you on that. It seems like we'll get We'll get to the losers in a second. Let's just run through these ones. Yeah. So um, as part of the property sector, mm-hmm. DEX is up about 1.8%. So the REITs today were one of the strongest performers. And IPH, so that stock also up about 1.8%. Let's check in with the laggards and see uh, Star Entertainment. Oh, okay, so that's... This off about seven and a half percent off the back of the placement. So just a reminder for everyone, the placement I think was done at around sixty cents. Five hundred and sixty-five million dollars was raised, mm-hmm. and also the grey mining say owner mining also off by four percent plus. Evolution mining gold stocks under Why pressure. Why do you see a lot of mining's mining companies? Do you see uh, Danny today? Because I was also reading that China was it was a little bit more optimistic now for. China. What do you what do you think is driving this? Is, is it just profit taking today? Yeah, it does tend to just be uh, some uh, profit taking going on in some of these ones. I'm just having a quick look in terms of 
any particular news? No, nothing in, in particular uh, at this point in time. Iris are also starting to, or continuing to undergo some profit taking down yeah. 4.5%. But just having a look with DeGray, no new news on that one. And Sayona, I don't think there's any new news there either. Well, keep an eye on this, uh, the mining space, as you know, China data lifts and also you have a bit more optimism. Maybe we see iron ore climbing better than uh, better than expected. So the sentiment has been improving. So we'll keep an eye on this, if this is profit taking or if there is a trend in terms of yeah. pricing. Some of those right. lithium miners have been under a bit of pressure. Now let's check, it, check in with the small caps and see what's happening there. Race Oncology up 11.5%. Uh, Mesoblast, there we go. Making, pharma. <laughs> making a reappearance up almost 10%. A big tin can. Yes, up 9%. And Next Gen Energy Canada up almost 9%. Let's have a look at the laggards in the small cap space. And uh, what do we have there? Group 6 Metals off 12%. Botanics Pharma off 10. I think it fell yesterday as well. Uh, Otto Energy, none of those are particularly catching my eye. So let's check in and see what is happening overnight. overnight and uh, see what news we have. There we go. So Tessa. Yeah, durable goods. Again, you know, when we talk about the US, um, I think we've covered this so much this week, talking about that soft landing scenario or where the Fed is going to go next. What do you expect from goods data tomorrow and mortgage applications? Really good question. I don't have any strong thoughts on that. But I think but be... that will give us a bit more guidance. Because yeah, I think the problem is the markets absolutely. don't really know what, is, what yeah. is next, isn't it? Absolutely. Probably one of the most important things is if we get a US shutdown, mm -hmm. um, a lot of the data that the Fed receives could actually go on hold and what will cause a problem. Also, German 10-year bond auction overnight. So Treasury yields been trending mm. up across the world. So that'll be interesting. We are at the start of US earnings season and Micron technology is due to report as well. Now let's have a look in terms of tomorrow, what we can expect. And uh, August retail sales, yeah, as, as we, we said, touched we will on. have the um, Australian um, Bureau of Statistics uh, talking us through that data drop, giving us the context um, on what that means as well, Absolutely. the RBA rates uh, next week. And uh, business, NAB business confidence for September in New Zealand. And we will obviously be looking uh, the following evening, US GDP second quarter revision, pending home sales in August and more data out of China. So let's quickly do a quick check and see how the markets have closed. I've got the ASX 200 currently down only uh, eight points or 0.1 of a percent, one tenth of a percent, SIBO 200 down 3.6 points or three tenths of a percent. And uh, let's have a look at the little Aussie battler. We can see the Australian dollar that is currently down by three tenths of a percent. And uh, it looks like it's a 63.75. But when I last checked the minis in the US, the futures are currently positive. So uh, we'll take that small rally that we had at the end of the day, even though we didn't close flat on the day, it certainly was nice to see a pickup in share prices, wasn't it, Tessa? No, it was. Um, I'm really, I, really interested how this goes on to the end of the week. So that the, what happened today, the index lost 1.86% in the last five days. 
It's unchanged from year to date, so. Yeah, not too not bad. bad. Indeed, too bad. indeed. Well, that's all for us today, but you can always check up on all the great interviews that we've had today. So have a nice evening, and we'll be looking forward to seeing you first thing tomorrow morning at 9.30. See you then.